0: Hello friends, this is Stephen from Dream Gun, and we have shows on sale in Dublin and London right now. We are home in Dublin this June the 15th to the 17th with updated film reads of The Matrix, Jurassic Park, and Titanic at Smock Alley Theatre. Featuring the award-winning ensemble of Tony Cantwell, Ronan Carey, Stephen Culver, that's me, Finbar Doyle, Hannah Mamelis, Aaron McGathy, and Edwin Salmon. Uh, the show is at Smock Alley Theatre, and tickets are on sale right now. Head to dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Meanwhile in London we are now performing every month at 21 Soho with a different film read every month and different guests joining us on the stage. This month's London film is Batman Begins but if you're in the future it's probably a different film and you can find out which one at dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets.
1: Hi, I'm James.
0: I'm Gavin. And I'm Stephen. And we are Dream Gun. And you are listening to a classic episode of Dream Gun Film Reads.
2: Where we take our favorite movies and then totally rewrite them and put a
1: bunch of jokes and nonsense in them. And then the show is performed by actors and comedians who haven't read the script, so everything you hear is completely unrehearsed.
0: If you enjoy Film Reads, please subscribe to the podcast in your podcast app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know what to say in your review, just use it to tell us what film you'd like us to
2: read next. Because we're running out of ideas. (laughs) If you'd like to support the show, there's two ways to do it. You can subscribe to Film Reads on Patreon. Patreon subscribers get early access to episodes, bonus uncut recordings, and tickets to the live show. Or you can see us in person. If you'd like to see Film
0: Reads live, you can check out DreamGun.ie for tickets to all of our upcoming shows. Or follow us, we are at DreamGun and Sons on all the socials. We perform regularly in Dublin and London and at festivals all around the
1: world. Please enjoy DreamGun Film Reads. DreamGun!
3: Home Alone, directed by Christopher Columbus, fresh off the back of his previous classic, Discovering America. It's the early 1990s. The American dream is fully congealed into this one giant suburban Chicago home. Inside is an endless sea of children, a prime example of Catholicism run amok. At the foot of the stairs stands a noticeably shabby cop, with a cardboard badge and a hat that just says, (laughs) police. Leaving us to assume he's here in some sort of magic mic capacity. I hope. (laughs) Oh, uh, excuse me, are your parents
2: here?
1: Uh, My parents live in Paris.
2: But then who owns all these kids?
1: Okay, so here's the deal. So uh, Kate and Peter, my aunt and uncle, own this house and have five kids. Now, here's the tricky part. Okay, so Peter has two brothers, Uncle Frank, uh, who has here with his wife and five children. Then the older brother lives in Paris, and uh, he's my dad. And uh, look, I printed out your family tree. Here
3: it is, just for reference. <laughs> look, kid. I'll be honest with you. I'm just here to steal some fucking lamps. Peter, the ever-not-present father of the house, descends the stairs. Honey, did we order a cop? Hi, uh, are, you, uh, are you Mr. McAllister? Am I under arrest or
4: something? Because I can explain how I can afford to fly 12 children and 4 adults to Paris for Christmas. <laughs> My son is Richie Rich.
2: No, 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 no. No, it's just there's always a lot of burglaries around the holidays, you know, so we're just checking the neighborhood to see if, you know, the proper precautions are taken. Well, we, we pulled the curtains. <laughs> That's about as well as anyone can do. Well, actually, sir, criminals these days, you know, they know how to get past all that. So best thing to do is, if you want to play it real safe, is leave all the windows open and leave all your
4: valuables in the big pile by the stairs. Whatever you say, Officer Pesci. Oops. <laughs>
3: Upstairs, everyone's favorite yuletide mom, Kate McAllister, frantically shovels tinsel into a suitcase. Her shoulder pads make her look like a linebacker for the mother broncos.
5: Peter,
6: get up here and give me a hand.
4: Hey honey, did you pick up a voltage adapter thing?
6: No, I didn't have time.
4: Then how do I shave in France? Oh
6: Peter, just keep it in.
4: (laughs) I don't think guys can do that.
6: Did you even try?
4: I'll give it a
3: shot. <laughs> Peter starts holding his breath, but. <laughs> and continues to hold. <laughs> but just then, in trundles Kevin McAllister, the original Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his problem started early. <laughs> The original coal kid, the first child, the Urtyke, the blunt menace, the silly Achilles, the thing that keeps Haley Joel Osmond awake at night.
7: Mom, I'm a little rascal. I'm restless and needy. Honk, honk.
3: <laughs> Kevin jumps on the bed like an asshole.
7: Kevin, get out of the room. Hang up the phone and make me, why
6: don't you? Peter, we need to talk about Kevin. Haven't seen it. Oh, you like it. <laughs> And that reminds me, we need to talk about our son. Who, Kevin? Guys,
7: nobody lets me do anything.
4: I've got something for you to do. Pick up those toys, cars you left all over the floor. I stepped on one, nearly broke my neck. What were you thinking? Leaving them at the top of the stairs next to your tripwire and (laughs) flamethrower.
6: Now get out of our room. Have you finished packing your suitcase, Kevin?
3: A startled Kevin looks (gasps) down the lens.
7: Home alone? (laughs) 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 I mean, pack my suitcase? I don't know how to pack my suitcase.
3: He stumbles down the corridor. From either side, his siblings hurl abuse at him from their rooms. Dead man walking. (laughs) Better watch your back in here. They all clank pans intimidatingly and spit at him through the bars. I can smell your Kevin. (laughs) Kevin.
7: Why are you guys so mean to me?
1: I'm sorry, Kevin. We've collectively agreed you're a disgrace. <laughs> you're what the French call le fucking moron.
7: Oh, jeez. What? Why? When did the French say that? Can they say that?
1: Sorry, Kevin. All these rooms are full. You'll have to bunk with someone else.
7: His house is so full of people it makes me sick. When I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. Do you hear me? I'm living alone without my wife.
5: <laughs>
3: he gets to the final cell and gets to his chunkiest sibling, Buzz. I, uh, I did that. Was not in uh, his his sibling, Buzz. Named after the noise his haircut is called.
7: Buzz, can I sleep in here tonight? Everybody has to double bunk.
3: I wouldn't let you sleep in my room even
8: if you were the babe from my car poster. (laughs) (laughs) You know why? Because she'd still be you, like with with your
3: brain and and stuff. That's fair. (laughs) Hey, look, it's old man Marley. He points out of the window to an old man shoveling snow next door.
8: Who's he? Oh, he's bad news. There's all sorts of crazy rumors about him. Really? Yeah, you know the Netflix documentary you watched about that serial killer? Yeah. He directed that.
7: Oh, no, I didn't like that at all. Yeah,
3: it was way overproduced. <laughs> hack!
7: What a fucking hack.
3: <laughs> Get down, he'll see us. The old man looks up at them.
7: I hope he doesn't make a mediocre documentary about us.
3: Downstairs, in the kitchen, about 50 relatives are fighting over the one plain pepperoni pizza while the veggie supreme remains untouched. <laughs> Kevin enters calmly.
1: Well, look who it is.
3: Doctor, piece of shit! You're a plague on both our just-this house. While, <laughs> while giving him the finger and gesticulating wildly, they knock his passport into the bin, removing him from the timeline. <laughs>
6: With you, Kevin. Get upstairs now. Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin. So help me God, Kevin, you smart mouthed <laughs> son of a bitch.
5: <laughs>
3: His mother drags him upstairs, passing Harry the cop, who smiles, revealing a golden tooth which B- goes. Bada ping. <laughs>
7: hey, something off about that cop. Sir, why do you smell like a crowbar? Kevin, stop smelling the cop. <laughs> there are 15
6: people, on, and only you are the one that has to make trouble. Why is everyone so mean to Kevin? You're the only one acting up. You're the only one breaking the fourth wall.
7: <laughs> We're all
6: working hard up here to try to maintain the illusion. You're just right at right at it. <laughs> Kevin, Mom, if I'm drinking again, <laughs> <laughs> I lost my place because you are rude. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> now get upstairs.
7: I am
3: upstairs. She opens the attic door.
7: I mean, upstairs is upstairs is. <laughs> but there's haunted asbestos up there. Everyone in this family hates me.
6: Then ask Santa for a new family.
7: I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Are you able to ask Santa for an absence of something, Mom? Huh? Or is that a different guy? Because honestly, I don't want to see you again for the rest of my life.
6: I hope you don't mean that. You feel (laughs) pretty. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sexy mom. Mommy. Uh, (laughs) I didn't mean to be sexy. I can't help it. (laughs) What if I do mean it? <laughs> well, if you do... Me- <laughs> We're doing fun fiction, it's fine. Hannah's never played my son, let us have fun. <laughs> You'd be pretty... <laughs> I hope you didn't mean that. You'd be pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and didn't have a family. You'd have nothing but inherited wealth and you'd lose touch with reality like that lady we met from New York who had never taken the subway before.
7: I hope I never see any of you jerks again.
3: He storms upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small stairs.
7: <laughs> and it goes around. <laughs> yeah, it's spirals. I wish they would all just disappear. You hear me, magic conch shell? I wish my family just disappeared.
3: Suddenly, it gets all Tim Burton-y. The moon goes all weird and a storm knocks out the power, rendering all 90s electronics useless. The clocks reset, the George Foreman is knocked out, and (laughs) and the dog dies. Completely separate. Kate bolts upright. Peter! We slept in! Everyone bustles around getting ready. The kids run indoors and come out other doors. At one point, they're chased by a goo.
4: <laughs> Where are the passports? I put them in the microwave to dry them off, which is a normal thing to do in this day and age. Megan, do a head count. Make
6: sure you get the full complement of children.
1: All right, family, line up in front of the van. I need a head
3: count. One, two... Three. As she's counting, little Mitch from next door shows up. He's the kid that we all know who comes over after school, but then doesn't leave at dinner, and then you find him in the, f- in the front room by himself. 9, 10, 11, and finally, Kevin.
9: Hi. Hi, I'm Mitch Murphy. I give a quite a suite.
1: <laughs> oh, shut up, Kevin. You're so weird.
2: OK, have a good trip. I'm Mitch Murphy.
6: Take care, everybody.
1: They bundle into the car.
6: Megan, did you count heads?
3: I sure did. I counted all the heads. Wait, did you want me to count faces, too? They drive to the airport and rush through the loosest 90 security you ever did see. (laughs) So quickly, it'd make you sick.
5: Where's Buzz? (laughs)
8: Buzz! I didn't highlight that one. Mom, what do I do with my 600 mil of water? (laughs) Just bring them on board. But mom, what about my undeclared fruits and vegetables?
6: <laughs> the more, the merrier. Here's the boarding gate.
4: Did we miss the plane?
9: No, miss. You just made it. All of you in first class?
6: Uh, just us. The kids will go back there and coach. That way, if the plane breaks in half, they'll be the others.
3: <laughs> Honey, we made it. Hope you didn't forget anything. Kevin, the thing they forgot, walks slowly around his empty house like it's a 28 days later England bridge
7: hello mom dad where are you guys Buzz Megan brother from succession huh There's no one around, and the cars are still here, so they couldn't have left. Oh my God, I did it. I'm invisible.
3: He immediately goes wild and throws an absolute rager. (laughs) Even Jamie and the lads are there. (laughs) And they said they were going into town.
7: Buzz, I'm going into your room stealing your life savings. Megan, I'm eating all your birth control. (laughs) This is amazing.
3: He reads through Megan's diary and realizes that there's a much more nuanced, (laughs) that she's a much more nuanced, complex person than he had originally thought.
7: I had no idea.
3: He spits in it and flushes it down the toilet. (laughs) It literally
7: says (laughs) spit-sound flush noise, so...
3: (laughs) You nailed it. Kevin wanders into his parents' room and discovers a pair of handcuffs beside the bed.
7: Wait, uh, are my parents cops?
3: (laughs) He opens the walk-in closet, which is filled wall to wall with dildos.
7: They are cops. (laughs)
3: Kevin has constructed the juvenile paradise that every child dreams about. Staying up late, eating heaps of ice cream, using an action man as a spoon. It's like Lord of the Flies, but he's all of the children, and the island is again a very plush Chicago home.
7: Guys, I'm being bad, Kevin. You better come out and reimpose sensible boundaries. I'm watching all those movies you said I shouldn't. You better come out and stop me.
3: Next up on the TV, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Ten minutes later.
7: Ah, ah I'm missing this po- the point of this film entirely.
3: <laughs> Meanwhile, on a sky play to France, his mama wakes with a start. Ah, start. <laughs> What's the matter, honey?
6: I just have a sort of maternal telepathic pang in my womb.
4: You just feel that way because we left in a hurry. We took care of everything.
6: Something just feels off, can't you feel it? I'm I'm notably less stressed for some reason, and for the first time in my life, I feel like we have the perfect amount of kids.
4: (laughs) I'm sure it's just because we left in a hurry.
6: I know I said I didn't want so many kids, but right now at this moment, I feel like the amount of kids we have is, is the exact right number of kids. The number of kids on the plane. Did you lock up? Yeah. Did you turn off the angry boiler with the chompy mouth?
4: I'm sure we did.
6: No, no, that's not it.
4: What else could we be forgetting? <clears> that!
5: <Devin>! DREBIN! <laughs>
3: the air staff gather around attempting to console Kate and somehow pretend she's not a terrible mother.
9: The captain's doing all he can, but I'm afraid your neglect has really upset him.
3: The plane sways noticeably.
8: Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. Except, you know, I, I can't be prosecuted if I left my reading glasses unsupervised and they get trafficked and molested.
5: How?
4: It
8: happens.
5: How,
6: uh, how could we do this? We forgot him.
4: We didn't forget him, we just miscounted. And then later,
3: forgot him.
6: What kind of mother am I?
3: The entire crew remains silent as the universe judges her. At that exact moment, Chicago's moistest house burglars, the Wet Bandits, Harry and Marv, are stalking the wealthy streets in their crime van. In these festive Midwest suburbs, they go unnoticed as everyone is too busy waiting for the Coca-Cola truck to show up.
2: Five families gone on one block alone. They all told me from their own mouths where the words come out. It's almost too easy. Look, look, check it out, all right? All the houses, nobody home, have automatic timers on their lights so they can waste electricity when they're not there. Okay, watch this. Number 664 is going out right about now. That's the one, Marvin. It's loaded. It's got all the things that money people have. Chandeliers, fancy staircases. Oh, imagine. Imagine that that stairs in your house, Marvin. You know? Imagine it. Right, Right there in the middle of your sitting room. Right there. So elegant. You think there'll be many jewels? Maybe some diamonds? No, 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 no. Toys.
0: Ah, yeah, you see, what's important isn't so much the monetary <laughs> worth, but the sentimental value. Exactly,
2: Marv, that's the real moneymaker, because I know a fence who deals in emotions, right? He can them for us, you know, find something that they really care about. And we're made, like a friendship bracelet, or maybe uh, a tender postcard from a sweetheart at camp. That's the real score.
3: They get out and waddle threateningly towards the house, casting sinister Dracula shadows on the curtains inside. A terrified Kevin turns the lights on and off rapidly, clearly mistaking the light switch for the call the police switch.
0: (laughs) Wait, Harry! I thought you said they went to Paris. How can they be turning the lights on here? Thousands of miles away from Paris. This isn't Paris.
2: Is this Paris? I'm not dressed for it, Harry. No, no, Harry. No, I'm off. It's all right, okay. We're gonna leave today. They to said. Oh, uh, We better get out of here.
3: Their legs spin around and they dash back to the van where they live. Petrified, <laughs> Kevin hides under the bed like a scaredy cat or an Ikea storage drawer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, flatter. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh,
7: this is ridiculous. What am I doing? I'm not a Christmas wimp. I'm not a Noel coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Best yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>
7: I'm the man of the house I can't be scared what am I eight years old no I'm eight and a half years old
3: supercharged by his macho mantras he runs into the street to tell pedestrians of his newfound dominance
7: hey lampposts I'm not afraid anymore you heard me I'm not afraid anymore
3: Some of the lampposts begin to melt.
7: Yeah, I mean it. I'm not afraid anymore.
3: Suddenly Kevin sees the old man from next door with his sallow, wrinkly expression, and is reminded of the horrifying fragility of human life.
7: God, God, no, God.
3: He runs screaming into the house and folds himself neatly under the bed. There we go. Meanwhile, in France, the family, sans Kevin, run desperately through Charlie Gall's airport. They find a payphone, but it's in use by a local.
6: Excuse me, miss, we have to use the phone. Please, it's an emergency. I am sorry, but my son, he is home alone.
5: I have to pause. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know what you're, what you're saying. Um, get out of the way, welcome to America, bitch! Give me the phone. I'm sorry, you're in America now. <laughs> ring, ring? Hello, is this America police?
1: American police department, hello. <laughs>
6: Thank goodness, I'm, I'm calling from Paris. I, I have a son who's home alone. It's urgent. I, I need someone to go with Aaron and tell him not to watch Reservoir Dogs until he've watched. he's watched his mother's 60 other gangster films just so he gets what Tarantino's doing. He needs oh. to know the context.
1: Okay, miss, calm down. I understand. It can be very hard to remember how innovative it was at the time. <laughs> now, we, we can send someone over to explain <laughs> the film to him.
6: Those dialogue heavy scenes can just seem so indulgent without context.
1: (laughs) Wait, hold on, are are you telling me you've left your son at home? Oh, this is serious. I'll I'll transfer you to child services. You could be in a lot of trouble.
6: Wait, what? What?
1: (laughs) Child services. Has there been a case of
9: extreme parental neglect?
6: Uh, No. Sorry, must be a bad line I am a simple French baker I love my kids I, For Christmas, I bet
3: them Chris wants Au
9: <laughs> What? <laughs> That's very responsible of you, Mr. Baker Goodbye
3: Meanwhile, a policeman pulls up outside the McAllister's and knocks on the door Yeah, I'm just checking
1: it out now doesn't seem to be anyone home house looks secure Yeah, knocked on the door and everything. Okay, hold on. Someone's here.
9: Hi, I'm Mitch Murphy.
1: Okay, I found something. Sir, are you Kevin McAllister? I'm Mitch Murphy. Okay, settle down, sir. Settle. He's not playing ball here. I live across his tweet. You're obstructing the investigation, sir. I'm going to have to tase
3: you. I live across his tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Back in France... Peter finishes haggling with the airport staff. The only thing is a booking for us on Friday morning.
6: And how many days are in a French week?
4: I'm afraid they didn't know. Look, honey, the kids are exhausted, and so are you. There's nothing we can do here. Face it, we failed as parents. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) The best thing we can do now is move on with our lives and be thankful for the kids we have.
5: (laughs)
6: it turns me on when you (laughs) (laughs) all. back to our son I'm not leaving here unless it's on an airplane or something faster than that have you any seats on Elon's Hyperloop?
9: I'm sorry madam that's just a publicity stunt (laughs) it is a possibility that a seat will open up if you want you can stay at the airport live in the terminal drink out of the fountain get pissed in the duty free and Sleep on the baggage carousel.
4: And you know you can just pretend to pay for those when you're a waters
6: <laughs> Is that okay?
3: Everybody does it, madam. No one cares. <laughs> Back in wealthy Chicago, cha-ching chai town, the burgers bungle, it says burgers, bungle another plush home. Burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, burgers, they're burgers, they're burgers. They're burgers. Yeah. meaty. They unwrap Christmas presents <laughs> And drink the milk left out for Santa, which, as the family left days ago, is now very rancid. Marv stares in wonder through a kaleidoscope. Hey, Harry, check out these fucking triangles. Man, rich people have it good. <laughs> the Murphys phone rings. Uh, you've reached the Murphys.
8: Uh, we live across the street. Please leave a message after the cross the street beep beep. <laughs>
2: Oh, is there a message on the
4: answer machine being left by somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's calling? I'm waiting. This is Peter McAllister again. We're at my brother... We're at, in Paris at my brother's. <laughs> <laughs> we're in my brother's at Paris. <laughs> <It> still works. <laughs> I'm in my brother. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just he, wanted he didn't delete that and record it again. He just <laughs> yeah. went with it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's the 90s. <laughs> just wanted to let you know we've left our house completely unattended as is the norm. Except for an 8-year-old child. Well, that's everything. Merry Christmas. Whoa, that, the house we ran last night, that was a McCallus's. I was right, they are gone. Beep. Hey, it's Peter again. Forgot to mention, there's a key under every mat. And my son is notably feeble for his age. <laughs>
3: Okay, bye now. Beep. The qu- the, cre- <laughs> the Kremlings look at each other and make cash register noises. The next morning, Kevin stands at the bathroom mirror dictating into a hairbrush, which is not switched on.
7: <laughs> you know, I think I got this adult thing down. I'm washed and dressed. I got two of the answers on the hard crossword. I put off doing my taxes and I got concerned about an international crisis and then forgot about it.
5: <laughs>
7: I think later I'll go into town to buy a toothbrush. This concludes my memoirs.
3: He slaps shaving poison onto his face and screams in a way that resonates with people for three decades for some reason. <laughs> ah! mm, there it is. <laughs> Did it resonate? Yeah, it did. I love a boy screaming. <laughs> Later that day... <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> more, Merry Christmas. More fan fiction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Later that day, Kevin hops into a taxi.
8: Hey, we're two kids?
7: To New York City, my good man. I'm going to buy a toothbrush.
3: You got it. You just sit back, and before you know it, you'll be lost in New York home alone, too. <laughs> Kevin stares out of the taxi window as he drives along the New Jersey Turnpike. The song from The Sopranos plays on the radio.
7: Woke up this morning, a boop-bop-a-dee-da-da. Boop-bop-a-dee-da-da-da.
3: yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> went, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It went on for too long, like it does in the show. He waves to the Statue of Liberty, which winks at him <laughs> with a loud iron scraping noise. They pull up to the luxurious Grand Plaza Hotel.
8: There you go, 12 hour drive
3: that comes to $1,600.
7: Uh, here's a bunch of fancy lamps from my house.
3: A pleasure doing business with you. A bellhop opens the door. Uh, how may I help you today, sir?
7: Uh, tell me, does this hotel sell toothbrushes?
0: <laughs> well, we, we don't sell them, but they, they're in the room.
7: Uh, uh, then can I have one of those?
0: Uh, yes, sir, right away. Hold on. Are you here all by yourself?
7: M- ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ma- ma'am. Yes, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so.
0: Where's your mother?
7: Mom's in the car. Where's
0: your father? He's
7: driving the car. What about
0: your brothers and your sisters?
7: They're the wheels. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Problem. (laughs) Can anyone in this golden hotel lobby give me a toothbrush? Anyone famously in the background of this
3: scene? A bumbling president comes forward. Hi, I'm Bill Clinton from, <laughs> the,
2: from the Apprentice, you're, you're fired. <laughs> I live here in Clinton Towers, uh, you want to buy my steaks? Uh,
7: no thank you, Mr. Clinton. Okay, goodbye, stop the steal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> back in the just burgled burbs after robbing each house Marv blocks the drains and turns on the taps he climbs into the getaway van
2: you did it again didn't you you know you're really sick that is a sick it's a sick thing to do
0: <laughs> you left well, the water running I, well this way when people see their flooded basements they'll think the ocean stole their goods I also scattered a bunch of fish eggs around the place and wrote Atlantis Forever on the walls just to sell it, Harry.
2: You got a beautiful mind and I love you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can do it if I want to. Hey, watch out! They almost run over Kevin, everyone's favorite scream queen since Jamie Lee Curtis and the painting of The Scream.
2: Hey, oh, hey, watch what you're screaming, oh.
7: Sorry.
0: Hey, Sandy, don't visit the funeral homes, buddy.
7: Cool. (laughs) Thanks for the information. Good to know. Merry Christmas. Hey, don't go living in a funeral home, kid. Yeah, okay.
3: (laughs) Harry smiles, revealing his golden tooth, which...
2: Bada-ping. Yeah,
3: loudly. Revealing to Kevin that he's the fake cop from earlier. Or a prospector. Or Little John. (laughs) Kevin runs away. What's the
2: matter? Huh. I don't like the way that kid looked at me, you know? When I pinged my tooth at him. He gave me a real, I'm better than you look. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not better than me. Typical child stars. You ever seen him before? Oh, I saw a hundred kids this week. All in one house with an exorbitant amount of kids. Oh wait, why is he
3: running away? Let's follow him. Kevin runs to the church and disguises himself into the nativity play out front. He carves open the donkey's stomach and crawls inside.
2: Nah, there's nothing here but a bunch of mannequins acting out at the birth of our lord. Beautiful sight, you love to see it. A sacred treasure, what a magical time. Let's leave them to it.
3: Kevin emerges covered in plastic donkey-, donkey viscera.
7: When those guys come back, I'll be ready. But I shall rest here tonight to conserve warmth.
3: He takes a bite out of some fiberglass myrrh.
7: Ugh, still better than frankincense. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh. Don't we know it? That night, pesky Joe and stern Daniel arrive outside Kevin's house, but it appears to be popping with the silhouettes of many famous people jerking unrealistically.
0: Well, what, did they come back from Paris? I mean, how many times can one family come back from Paris? I'm not
3: dressed for it, Harry! <laughs> to make it look like someone is home, Kevin has cleverly assembled an elaborate puppet show behind the curtains. Mannequins strapped to a toy train careen around the room as a cutout of Michael Jordan spins on the record player.
2: Uh, I guess they came home, <laughs> Harry. From Paris? <laughs> I don't think so.
0: But look at their firm, rigid bodies in there. I wouldn't want to mess with them.
2: And look at his dad doing slam dunks and sticking it to the Lakers. He's the goat, Harry. Okay, okay. All right. we'll, we'll come back tomorrow, okay? Maybe they'll be gone.
7: Phew. Good thing my parents had a cut out of Michael Jordan and three department store mannequins lying around.
3: That evening, the little Nero's pizza van pulls up outside and out steps little Nero himself, the emperor of Rome. He knocks on Kevin's door. What an honor for Kevin. Kevin grabs the nearest VHS and uses it to sound like a grown-up. He pauses and rewinds the TV to precisely DJ a functional conversation.
1: Hey, I got your order here. So no
2: one told you life was gonna be this way. What's that you say? Your job's a joke, you're broke. Hey man,
1: that's a little harsh. Your love life's away. What? What do you know about Martha? It's like you're always
2: stuck in second gear. Oh, God, you're right. When it hasn't
1: been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. I thought it was going through a rough patch, but you're right, it has been too long.
3: <laughs> His ego in tatters. Lira, little Nero drops the pizzas and leaves it to drown himself in the friend's fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin slides the money under the door.
7: Wow. A lovely cheese pizza just for me. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Hey.
5: hey. hey. hey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of little Nero lives on. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
7: I can't believe it! A kid got away with ordering and paying for a pizza! Which is surely illegal in this world!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) in Paris Airport, his mom haggles plane tickets off of an elderly couple.
6: So, uh, I'll give you $500 a pocket translator, two first-class seats, that's an upgrade. Oh,
1: I don't know.
6: I also have this magical ring. It makes you married to my husband.
1: Oh, I'm not sure. Can you describe him?
6: <laughs> he's, he's fairly standard, just a, just a very dad-looking guy. Couldn't even tell you if he was recast in the sequel.
1: Honey, honey, the borden. She's offered us two uh, first-class tickets, some rings, her bland husband, and a a a pocket translator. Oh, honey! Oh, come on, Ed. Imagine (laughs) all the pockets we could translate. (laughs)
5: Look.
9: Okay. Sorry, Sorry. We, <laughs> the, we, the, we the, forgot. Look, I, I, I thought the spark had gone out.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, there, I, I, there's
6: I, that I, tingle again. I don't know that it should tingle, but... Oh. Look, I'm... I, I, I <laughs> <laughs>
5: Jesus. Look,
6: I'm desperate and you're mentally ill. Please, I'm...
1: Oh, Ed, it's Christmas, and taking advantage of this panicked woman's really turning me off.
6: (laughs) If I watch, can I have your ticket? (laughs) It's (laughs) a hot show.
3: Meanwhile, back at the big house, Kevin watches Johnny Carson, a talk show man of this era. He's like if James Corden did carpool karaoke of a man who respected himself. (laughs) He picks up a photo of the whole family, but the image of him begins to slowly disappear.
7: Oh no, they're forgetting about me. I didn't mean it. If you come back, I'll never be a pain in the butt again. I promise. Good night.
3: He kisses it but we'll never know which one he's kissing. Which sibling is he kissing? It's my mom. (laughs) Merry Christmas. The next morning, Kevin ventures into the basement to wash the many adorable mittens he pins to his jacket. From behind him, with a slow growl, the boiler ignites. Huh? Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) The grill moves up and down like a mouth as it drags itself forward with a loose pipe. I can be your new family, Kevin. (laughs) Feed me.
8: Feed me delicious
7: coal. Deactivate, deactivate. It shuts off.
3: (laughs) Noticeably cooling the house. Just... (laughs) <laughs> just then Lightning Joe and Stormy Daniels pull up across the street
2: man I don't get it you know looks like there's nobody home last night the place is jumping high in the air and doing sweet dunks and now nothing Marv go check it out
3: alright Kevin spots Marv approaching he grabs the remote and once again attempts the old turning up a television real loud to pretend it's people routine 22 minutes plus ads later, Marv scampers back to the van in shock. What happened? Jeez, Harry, it's, it's crazy in there.
0: There's all these friends living together in that house. They're like, we were on a break and how you doing? And, and I'm sorry, I know we don't want to hear it, but uh, it was a lot more homophobic than any of us remember.
2: Oh no! <laughs> We better get out of here! Uh, hey, hey! why do all these houses have so many narratives going on, huh? Oh, it's just like when we tried to, bre- tried to break into that house last week and it was Godfather Part <laughs> Two. It is just like that, <laughs> yeah! All right, let's get out of here.
3: Meanwhile, Kate has finally made it to the, an American airport, so she stops culturally offending the staff and is now just rude. I'm very
9: sorry, ma'am. It's Christmas Eve. All the planes are grounded.
6: What?
3: Why?
9: Oh, they know what they
6: did. (laughs) What about another airline?
9: Look, lady, it's 1990-something. This computer is just a typewriter, and our metal detector is just Larry with a magnet. I can't help you do anything.
6: I have been awake. You get back here! (laughs) I have been awake for almost 60 hours. I've been on 15 flights. I've drunk 37 tiny milks and watched Ocean's Eleven on the back of a chair. (laughs) I'm trying to get home to my eight-year-old son. Now you're telling me it's hopeless? I'm sorry. No. No way. Fuck. (laughs) This is Christmas. The, The season of perpetual hope. If I have to get on your runway and hitchhike, if it costs me everything I own, if I have to sell my soul to the devil himself... You
3: <laughs> The devil appears from behind the baggage carousel. All right, how are you? I'm the devil. Talk to me now.
6: <laughs> I, I will sell my soul for a chance to get back to my son.
1: Sell your Give us a look. A chick is a spin. <laughs> Quickly now, I have to get back to my wife now. I misread that completely. Back, I have to get back to my wife. She spins around, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's lovely, that's lovely, right. Uh, right, here's what I can do for you. Uh, you give me your soul, I can get you back to Chicago in like five or six days.
6: That's, that's not quick enough. My son is home alone.
1: I'm,
3: I, it's Christmas Eve, I'm so sorry.
6: <laughs> uh, you're both, you're
5: both useless.
3: Just then, over the top SNL veteran, John Candy. Uh, it's not really him. <laughs> he's dead it's the the legal equivalent (laughs) who has been distractingly present in the background of this whole scene he's like he's like if the Blues Brothers were an only child
8: hey uh, we can give you a ride in my van as long as you can put up with my uh, Jamaican bobsled team riffing and jiving and whooping and duping
6: I'm sorry what are you offering me?
8: uh Look, I'm, I'm just gonna level with you, lady. They asked me to improv like most of my stuff and they just gave me like a loose setup. They said, just go for it, John Candy. And like, nobody's gonna tell me to stop it because this is like my shtick. It's my whole thing. So would you just fucking just just get in the fucking van?
6: Uh, yes, and. No, 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 please, no, no, no.
3: I'll stop you. There's no need. We can just go now. I'm tired. They drive off silently in the van. After an hour, she reaches for the radio, but he just shakes his head. Back at the big house from Home Alone, Kevin chops down a Christmas tree by himself and drags it inside. They nod respectfully at the, as this is a crime.
2: Whoa, oh, hey, oh, oh,
0: Mav! Mav! look at this. What's so special about that, Harry? I've seen a child before. Used to see one all the time in the mirror. Now I just see this old man. <laughs> Happened so gradually, Harry. I... <laughs> I never got the chance to say goodbye to him.
2: No, look at this kid. Oh, yeah, what about him? <laughs> look, Marv. Marv, he's home. Unattended. Ah, you mean he's at his home. Unaccompanied. That's right, Marv.
0: He's in his dwelling by himself. Ah, the only tenant at his place of residence. That's right. So you're saying we come back here tonight with the kid here? Oh, I don't think that's such a good idea, Harry. We've already robbed four houses.
2: We're set for life. Why keep going? Why risk it all? Don't you want to test yourself? Don't you want to kill a child? (laughs) Be the best that you can be, Mom. (laughs) Reach out and take it. Come on, let's, let's go get it by date first. You know, let him set up and
3: stuff. <laughs> we'll I come back me, at nine. You give him a chance.
2: i give him a chance.
3: Kevin manages to hear all of this by pressing a glass of milk against a wall.
5: Oh,
7: it's cold. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and?
7: <laughs> it was full. It, it was, was a full, full of, glass milk. of yeah, milk, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> nine o'clock. High nine, when the bell rings.
3: <laughs> now the milk trickles down the wall and into his little child ear. <laughs> Kevin prepares for the, vi- for the final battle by asking advice from the local chieftain, Santa at the mall, <coughs> who's just clocking off.
8: Look well kid, like I'm not, I'm not the real Santa.
7: <laughs> I know you're not the real Santa Claus. I'm old enough to know how it works. You are the Santa representative on earth. Ah. I confess to you my what presents I want and you take it to the big Santa.
8: Yes, my child, (laughs) what do you seek from Santa?
7: Father Santa, Holy Santa, forgive me Santa for I have sinned. It has been 365 days since my last asking for a bunch of presents.
8: And what is it you desire?
7: This year, instead of presents, I just want my family back. All of them. Peter, Kate, Buzz, Megan, and my cousins, Pokemon Red and Game Boy Color. <laughs> um, and my uncle, Mr. One Million Dollars in Cash.
8: As, as uh, penance, you must say, All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey three times, and One Fairy Tale in New York. And Kevin, listen to me. You have to say all the words. <laughs>
7: I'm not really comfortable with... Where's your fucking Christmas spirit, (sighs) Kevin? Amen. Santa's (laughs) Christy.
3: Let's just let that sit there. (laughs) On the way home, he stops into a church just to tick all the Christmas boxes. He takes a pew and is joined by his hack documentary-making neighbour, Old Man Marley. Kevin rolls his eyes.
7: Here we fucking go. (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's my
9: granddaughter, the little red haired girl in the choir. She's about your age. You know her?
7: No. Not all eight year olds know each other, buddy.
9: <laughs> you live next to me, don't you?
7: <laughs> don't you point at me.
9: <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be afraid. My finger's not loaded. <laughs> All you eight-year-old kids think fingers are loaded.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we've been taught.
9: Oh, shut up. (laughs) Look, kid, I I know what they say about me. I've heard the rumors. None of it's true. I only executive produced that documentary. (laughs) I wasn't responsible for any creative decisions. Yeah,
7: okay, sure, pal. I suppose that the second season just commissioned itself out of thin air.
9: You've been good this year?
7: Well, as far as I know, I wished my family into oblivion. Is that a sin?
9: Well, not specifically.
7: (laughs) But I'm kind of upset because I really like my family. Even though sometimes I say that I don't.
9: How you feel about family is a complicated thing. Deep down, you'll always love them. But if they weren't related to you, you wouldn't give them a second of your time. (laughs) And that's family, kiddo. A bunch of people with no shared interests and the same inherited risk of baldness.
7: What, a, what about you? Do you have that? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
9: I'm beginning to realize why I was cast in this part.
7: <laughs>
9: <laughs> Look, kid, I, I came here to hear my granddaughter sing. It's my only chance. I'm not welcome.
7: At church?
9: Oh, you're always welcome at church. It's the best and worst thing about it. I'm not welcome with my son. Years back, I had an argument with my son. We lost our tempers, and I said I didn't care to see him anymore. We haven't spoken to each other since.
7: If you miss him, why don't you call him?
9: I'm afraid if I call, he won't talk to me.
7: How do you know? Is your phone broken? (coughs) (laughs) Tell the truth. (laughs) Is your phone broken?
9: I I don't know. I'm I'm just afraid.
7: (laughs) I was afraid of our basement. It's dark. It bothered me for ages. I made myself go down to do some laundry and I found out it's not so bad. I worried about it, but if you turn on the lights, it's no big deal. What's your point? (laughs) My point is you should call your fucking son, you old bastard.
9: Uh, What's your shitting language? (laughs) Uh, I don't know kid, I I ran over his wife. (laughs) Uh, I don't think any amount of taking him to your basement is going <laughs> to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
7: God. Uh, I mean, you won't know until you try. What about your granddaughter? Did you run over his wife? Her wife?
9: No, I swerved. <laughs> <laughs> well, granddaughter, the best I can do now is send her a check.
7: I wish my grandparents did that. They always send me dumb clothes. I'm in the second grade. You can get beat up for something like that. I have a friend who got nailed because there was a rumor he wore dinosaur pajamas.
9: There was a man a long time ago who got nailed for wearing (laughs) dinosaur pajamas. Nailed to a
5: cross.
9: (laughs) That man's name was Jesus Christ. You better run home where you belong on your legs.
7: Hey, thanks, old man.
9: That's <laughs> what the fool. Mm, spiffy. Oh, I've got another line here. Oh, and also your dad built an extension without asking me. And his sycamore is going over the property line. If you could just talk to him.
7: Uh, yeah, sh- sure thing, I don't mister.
9: Want, I don't want to have to use legal recourse. Oh,
7: yeah, okay, I'll a, tell him.
3: A property line's a property line. Okay,
7: okay, I'll see you later. All right.
3: With his Christmas energy fully recharged, Kevin sprints home to prepare for the assault on Precinct Kevin. (laughs) He puts down his can. (laughs)
7: This is my house, where I watch TV, and I will defend it with my life.
3: He takes out his phone and quickly Googles bonking trespassers with paint cans, legality, question mark.
7: This is it. Don't get scared now.
3: He smears aftershave on his face as war paint.
7: Ah, it stings.
3: (coughs) Marvin and Harry sneak around the back like trench-coated grinches.
2: Oh, let's try the back door. Yeah, maybe he'll let us in. Yeah, he's a kid. Kids are stupid. This is going well. Merry Christmas, little fella. We know you're in there. You're all alone. Yeah, come on, kid. Open up. It's Santa
0: Claus and uh, one of his little criminals.
7: Uh, no. Damn.
2: Okay, try the door.
7: All right, here we go. Oh!
2: What is it? He pissed on the handle. Oh! Jesus. All right, there's got to be another way in. Try that window. Okay, here we go. Oh! What is it? He pissed on the window. <laughs> Damn, this- This kid, he's thought of every move! There's gotta be another way in. All right, I'm gonna go in the front, you go down the basement.
3: They make their separate ways inside. After a few minutes, they meet in the main hall. Oh
0: man, that was rough. What happened to you? I uh, stood in a big nail and it went right through my foot. Severed
2: the tendons. How about you? I got some feathers stuck to me with sticky tape, so you know. I should've gone in the front door. Yeah, well. Okay. Philippe, our French cat burglar who's been here with us the whole time, how did you get on?
4: I silently slipped in through the rear window. There were many traps and tricks to greet me, but uh, no trouble for an old thief like me. Hey, Harry, this guy's great.
2: Where'd you find him? Yeah, I know, he's the best. Yeah, I got him to an exchange program. That minds me, you gotta go live
4: in France for two weeks. Okay. Gentlemen, we must stay one step ahead of our tiny nemesis. He is, as we French say, Les fucking morons. (laughs) He's right, let's get him! They stride towards the staircase. Ah, ah, ah! Always check your surroundings. Look there at the ground. Many tiny Legos. A most formidable hazard. Ah, Christ! This is going to be easy, this guy's a pro! That could have really hurt if we stood on those mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, do not fear. Remember, a good thief
3: always... Except. A paint can on a string swings down and bonks Philippe, killing him.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Philippe! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Damn, this kid's good. (laughs) You'll never get me.
3: They race up the stairs to avenge their brother in crime. They reach the top of the stairs. The landing is a dense jungle of potted plants. Harry takes out his machete and slashes his way through the sweltering bush. Where'd he go?
2: How can we be expected to fight or find anything in here?
0: This is his land. He knows the terrain.
2: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Marv, I'm all turned around feels like I've been walking for days, I've missed my kids. My wife.
3: A twig snaps. What's that? Did you hear
2: that? This place
3: is playing tricks on me. Jesus Christ, I hate this kid. (laughs) Kevin pops up from his network of underground tunnels covered in mud and leaves.
7: (laughs) Diddymo! (laughs) Diddymo!
3: He kicks them in the dick.
2: Shove it! Shove Jesus! After him, Maf. Uh, <laughs> hey, Harry. Idea, but maybe we could just cut our losses and steal all the stuff downstairs. Oh well. Can't say we didn't try to kill the kid. Uh, wait, I, I could have sworn the stairs was right
0: here. But it, it ain't no more. The walls are shifting, Maf. I don't
3: remember these corridors being so endless. The corridor now extends and twists into the distance. Doors labelled with question marks and skulls line the sides. (laughs) They hear Kevin's voice echo from another dimension.
7: Make your choice, gentlemen. Choose wisely. Okay,
3: uh, I, I have a good feeling about this one. Harry enters and the door slams shut behind him, sealing him in a large Aztec puzzle room. <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you see
0: in
2: there,
3: Harry? Oh, mate? I don't know. I don't know. All oh, right, there's a there's a stream of water and a uh,
5: yeah, and yeah.
2: a bucket. Uh, there's two and two bamboo okay, wheels. Uh, can, can the, do the wheels rotate? I don't Harry? know. Do I don't. Marvin, Marvin, Marv, Marv, hang on. Marv, wait, maybe I can. I, I think I can divert the water flow if I turn it this way. No,
0: no, clockwise, Harry. Clock clockwise. clockwise. Time's ticking, gentlemen. Oh, oh, no, no, oh, Harry, look, just get
2: out. You're, g- you're going to be trapped. Right, right,
3: I'm coming out, right. I'm coming out. Exhausted, he leaves the chamber without the crystal. It's
2: okay, mate, you did your best, you did your best.
7: <laughs> you guys give up, or are you thirsty for more? I could keep going, Marv, you
3: good? Yeah, we want to wrap up, get a second show. So. Okay. <laughs> As Marv takes a step forward, he falls into a trash chute and disappears.
5: Hurry,
2: Mom, no, you're sliding away. Crap, crap, crap. We've been separated.
3: Kevin's manic laughing fills the corridor as he steps out of the <laughs> shadows on a platform high above <laughs> Harry.
7: <laughs> what have we here? Harry, Harry, Harry.
3: What have you done, McAllister?
7: I have a conundrum for you, Harry. You have a choice to make.
3: Spotlights flash on dramatically, blinding Harry.
7: A choice between two things you love the most.
3: Two gilded cages hang precariously over a vat of molten PVA glue.
7: In one, your partner Mar. <laughs> you gotta save me, Harry. And in the other, this surround sound TV.
1: And next up on television, sports.
7: Wow, such a, such a crisp picture. The choice is yours, Harry.
2: What are you doing, Harry? Cut cut me down! No, 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 one one, one second, Marv. I'm just considering all the options here. Oh, but how long have we known each other, Harry? I'm married to your sister, for Christ's sake! Jesus, I'll buy you a TV! Just get me down! No, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know, but I can take this one home today. How is this even a decision?
3: (laughs) The cages are now almost touching this sticky bubbling paste.
2: Ah, Quick, it's sticky! Oh, fine, fine, fine.
3: He fires his grappling hook and swings over to save Marv. He looks down as the beautiful television sinks below the primary school glue.
2: Nothing comes between us, Marv. All those years living in that van with you, you learn to like a guy. Uh.
7: No, you were supposed to choose the TV. I put a bomb in it. Fuck! (laughs) Cunt!
0: (laughs) Kevin, language! Looks like we got some rights where we want some.
3: At At last they have him cornered. They grab him and pick him up as he is but a tiny boy.
2: Hiya, pal. We outsmarted you this time. Yeah, we
0: remembered that we're two adults and we are faster and stronger than you, one child. (laughs)
2: What are you going to do to him, Harry? Oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to
3: rob his house. <laughs> because that is why I am here. So D- there. <laughs> Just then, from the shadows, grumpy old man Marley appears behind them and cracks them over the head with a shovel. <laughs> I told you to respect my property lands.
7: Uh, Mr. Marley, no, they're, they're not my parents.
9: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, right, well, call me when they get home. (laughs) He climbs back out the window. The police arrive and bundle Harry and Marv into the back of the cop car. Well, gee, Harry,
0: you know something? At the end of the day, that was one funny experience.
3: Oh, God.
2: What do you mean funny? (laughs) Funny how? Just. Oh well I, I didn't mean anything by it, Harry. Just it's funny, funny day. Funny like funny like what? Like I'm a like, like I'm a clown? Like I'm fucking here to amuse you? Like what? Like fucking well, yeah. what?
0: Yeah, like a clown in a funny slapstick way. All the prat falling. You're like Tony Soprano
2: on Helium. <laughs> well observed, mom! <laughs> hey.
3: The following morning, it is Christmas morning. The yules are tied, the snow falls softly, and there's a prosie under every tree. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 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 <laughs> you Kevin patiently awaits the reappearance of his family, having spent three days eating nothing but his brother's tarantula. His mother finally arrives home, having traveled in a variety of modes of transport with John Candy.
6: Kevin? Kevin? Kevin!
7: <laughs>
6: Mom! Thank goodness. Thank goodness you didn't call child services. (laughs) Merry Christmas, sweetheart.
7: Where's everybody else? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't don't
3: Moments after she arrives, dad and the rest of the family burst in, reminding us that a mother trying her hardest is only as good as a father doing the bare minimum. (laughs) Kevin,
4: my boy, my big, beautiful, blonde boy. (laughs) How are you, son? You're all right. (laughs) I love you. I did a great job. I'm the best dad.
6: What else did you do while we were away, Kevin? Oh,
7: (laughs) just assault.
5: (laughs) It's funny because he's a kid.
3: Dad spots a gold tooth on the floor. Kevin, what's this? Dad spots a pile of bones. (laughs) Kevin? (laughs) What's this? (laughs) (laughs) Kevin watches as old man Grumpus McShovel is reunited with his shovel family. He waves gratefully at the old shovel man, who nods and points at his property line.
7: (laughs) You know something? I actually missed you guys. hope I didn't leave any traps lying around.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Macaulay Culkin steps on a pressure plate and a hive of bees fall and he gets stung to death. And my girl next door is devastated. (laughs) Kevin will return in Home Alone 2, (laughs) post-Malone. The end. Merry Christmas, everybody!
8: Thank you!
0: Hello, friends. This is Stephen from Dream Gun, and we have shows on sale in Dublin and London Right now, we are home in Dublin this June the 15th to the 17th with updated film reads of The Matrix, Jurassic Park, and Titanic at Smock Alley Theatre. Featuring the award-winning ensemble of Tony Cantwell, Ronan Carey, Stephen Culver, that's me, Fimbar Doyle, Hannah Mamelis, Aaron Mcgathy, and Edwin Salmon. Uh, the show's at Smock Alley Theatre, and tickets are on sale right now. Head to dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Meanwhile in London we are now performing every month at 21 Soho with a different film read every month and different guests joining us on the stage. This month's London film is Batman Begins but if you're in the future it's probably a different film and you can find out which one at dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets.